0: The neurologist looked at me in the hospital and he's like, I don't know what to tell you, like, your CAT scan is totally fine. You're going to make a 100% recovery. Oh, by the way, you fractured the base of your skull less than half an inch from your spine. So, you know, have a good life.
1: It's easy to forget that we're all going to die someday. But then death jumps right out at you. This is Driving with Strangers. I'm Sam Harnett. I interview passengers in a ride rideshare, and every episode I mix together responses to one question. Today that question is, have you ever had a near-death experience?
2: Once I almost fell off a ladder, And the
1: bull just barely scrapes
0: by me, like doesn't hit me with the horns. I dodged a pedestrian.
1: Flipped over the median to the
0: oncoming traffic. Crossed my bars and just went face first into the pavement. We went right through the dust of the crash.
1: All I said was, oh my god, this is it. All right, almost falling off a ladder doesn't even make it into the near, near near-death experience category. But you can hear in their voices this kind of excitement when they talk about almost dying. Like this guy, he ran with the bulls in Pamplona. We're just slapping the bull with newspapers. Why were you you doing this? Because that's the only way you could distract the bull. No, why did you decide to like... Because I was just hammered and I was like, oh, it'd be fun. I was like (laughs) 18. This next passenger says she's almost died so many times, it's become part of her identity.
2: This has been happening to me since I was a kid, so it's not a big deal.
1: No big deal, but except for this one time where she almost died on four separate occasions in just two weeks. She calls it the two weeks from hell. It all started when she left her gas stove on.
2: Apparently I had the gas on the entire day and I passed out on the phone because of um, natural gas poisoning.
1: Later in the week she choked on this cheesy quesadilla and someone had to give her the Heimlich maneuver. And then she choked again on some Captain Crunch. She was drunk that time. And to top it all off, she got into this horrific car wreck.
2: I was 22, 22, 23. I'm 32 now. So it's been a while.
1: It's been a while since you've almost died.
2: Yeah. Well, not since I almost died. I got in a car accident two months ago, but since it's been back to back.
1: The guy who gets in next nearly died over a video game. He went before school one day to a local game store by the new version of Madden
0: football. I walk into the store, I see the manager there with this like kid right next to her wearing a hoodie and I was like, oh, I must be a like, new employee. All of a sudden she goes, sir, you need to leave. And I'm like, okay. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Walks around the corner, pulls out a gun, points it in my face and says, put your stuff down on the counter get on the ground. And I'm like, fuck. They tell me to get up, go to the back room. I go to the back room, there's two other people back there just robbing the shit out of the store, just stealing everything. And all of a sudden, he orders the manager to duct tape my hands and feet and mouth. The whole time, they have a gun pressed against the back of his head. I pretty much am sitting there just like praying like, oh shit, I don't want to die in the fucking back of a GameStop while picking up Madden.
1: The situation is pretty bad, but it gets worse. The robbers open the back door to load up their car, and the alarm goes off.
0: They freak out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I hope they don't close the door. Like, we're gonna stay in here, you know?
1: But they don't. They flee. The manager closes the door, unbinds him, and she starts smoking a cigarette right there in the store. Eventually, the police
0: come and have him fill out a report. Then afterwards, I was like, you know, did my whole report and everything, and then I was like, asked if they happen to still have the batting game available.
1: Uh, no, they'd all been stolen. Sometimes the passengers didn't realize at the time that they were close to dying, like this
3: next guy. All that saved him was a phone call. I was a flight attendant. I put myself through medical school, working for Pan Am, an airline that no longer exists. And I had accepted this assignment to go to Tenerife. And the night before I decided, I didn't want to take that trip. And I called scheduling and got reassigned. And the next day, that was the plane, the Pan Am plane, that crashed with the KLM plane in Tenerife. And very few people survived. The Tenerife incident
1: was the most deadly crash in aviation history. There was confusion with the air traffic control, and two 747s collided on the Canary Islands runway. 583 people died. What was, like, your immediate emotional reaction after you found out that the plane had crashed?
3: I hope the person that took my position survived was one of the few survivors, the crew member. That was, you know, all that kept running through my mind.
1: Did it change your mind about being an attendant? I mean, did you no,
3: no, no. No, I kind of, I'm Buddhist, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm, Yeah. we should probably stay in this lane because then we'll take that turn where we're forced to and I'll get out.
1: It's after midnight when I pick up this last woman. She gets in and starts flipping through the questions and I see she's lingering over the card about near-death experiences. Do you have a story for that one, I ask? She says yes, but it's pretty dark. I ask her if she's willing to tell me about it. She looks down at the card for a while, and then starts talking.
2: It was what I truthfully and honestly experienced as a death experience. I died. I remember dying. And somehow, I managed to come back. Um, I was attacked by somebody close to me very, very unexpectedly, Wow. and left for dead.
1: Did it? Mm-hmm. So?
2: I lost consciousness three times, I think, during the struggle it's all in the police report, but I believe it was three times. And coming to from losing consciousness or passing out is very different from what I went through the final time when he finally left me where I lay. And
1: um, were you like outside or something?
2: We were on a camping trip. Uh, I was in the tent. I was reading a book when he came to me and he grabbed me in a way that frightened me. And then he made it clear that he wanted to kill me.
1: He said that? Yes. At, did you realize at first that he really meant it?
2: Um, it was so scary at first that, if you know my taking left here, um, it was so scary at first that I actually urinated myself immediately.
1: you remember that moment where you came to? What?
2: I remember opening my eyes. Yeah. What was your first thought? Uh, I... I didn't really understand what was going on, at all. Um, I, I knew that he could be anywhere and he could still be waiting to attack me.
1: It was incredible that, that you survived and you had like a new life.
2: Well, it's nice, it's, I'm still me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to be alive every day.
1: To subscribe to the show, go to drivingwithstrangers.org To hear us on the radio, tell your local station we're available on PRX The music today is In Memory of Luke by Benji Kaplan I'm Sam Harnett Drive safe and keep listening